Hello everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Charles Coves Show. Guided by the formula SA plus P equals S. Self awareness plus passion equals success. Your self awareness tied in with your passion will give you success. I am Australasia's passion provocateur. Since 1993, when I left my successful career as a lawyer, I have inspired, provoked, educated audiences and individuals to discover their passion, to pursue their passion, to understand why passion is such an amazing resource for every person to be able to make an amazing contribution to this wonderful planet that we live on. This show is also guided by Socrates' famous saying, the unexamined life is not worth living. The unexamined life. I hope this show provokes you to examine your life ever more deeply. I'm wearing my red jacket, the color of passion, the reddest red I can get. And so I hope when you see red, it reminds you of passion to Understand what you're passionate about. Every time you see red, I hope that you go, gosh, am I pursuing my passion? Well, in Melbourne, it's a long weekend, whatever that means these days, following all these lockdowns. And the political nonsense that's going, that's going on reminds me to share with you one of my favorite jokes. And it's when little Timmy, a little four-year-old, is asking his dad, Hey, Dad, I hear all this talk about politics. What's politics? And his dad looks at him quizzically and he says, Well, son, think about it like this. I'm out there earning money. Think of me as capitalism. Your mum, she's at home. She's managing everything. Think of her as the government. The nanny, she is the working class. You, you're the people. We're doing this for you. And your little baby sister, she's the future. Think about it like that. So Timmy scratches his head and says, okay, Dad. That night, in the middle of the night, he's woken up by the sound of his little baby sister crying. He goes to have a look. She has severely soiled her nappy, goes looking for his mum. And Dad goes to their bedroom. Dad's not in bed. Mum's fast asleep. He shakes her. She says, go away. Goes looking for the nanny. The nanny's bedroom door is locked. He looks in the keyhole. He sees his dad in bed with the nanny. He gives up, goes back to bed. Next morning, he comes downstairs and he says, Daddy, I think I've worked out politics. And his dad looks at him quizzically and says, oh, really? What's politics? Little Timmy says, well, Dad, while capitalism's screwing the working class, the government's fast asleep, the people are ignored, And the future is in deep shit. So there's a thought for you. What do you think about politicians and politics? Anyway, there's a bit of a a gag to make you get off on the right foot for this episode. In this show, I explore one big idea that can change your life. And I'm confident that this week's big idea will change your life. I share with you a song, a book, 
a health tip, a spiritual tip, a quote. And I hope I'm not politically correct, even though I told you a joke about politics, I hope it wasn't politically correct. And if you think I'm being too politically correct, please send me an email to charles at covest.com. This show also subscribes to the view that we have a spiritual life, and this spirit of ours inside us is a crucial element in the idea I'm going to share with you this week, but also in what makes us human. Well, the week that has passed again has been in lockdown, albeit that it's easing here in Australia, not so quickly in Victoria. Julie and I have maintained our exercise regime. I hope you are maintaining your exercise. Every day I have ridden my bike, this, even this morning, I went for a solid 40 kilometer bike ride. I've been somewhat bemused by the numbers being thrown around in the press about whether the cost of this lockdown is going to be $500 billion, $600 billion. Where's all this money coming from? And then you start to think about what is money actually? This thing called money, it's just colored paper. It's based on an idea of trusting this paper that it's going to mean something to somebody that you give it to. But the bulk of the money in most countries is represented by computer entries. And so $500 billion gets entered in this quantitative easing, all these complex ideas around money. You start to go, what is it all going to mean? Think about that take an interest in that. The point of it is that if money ceases to be of value, where does that lead us? One of the reasons why I'm heavily involved with industrial hemp is because I think industrial hemp is a way forward for the planet to get away from these crazy ideas. There's some reality attached to industrial hemp because the hemp plant can produce what's important to you and to me. Food, clothing, shelter, medicine, fuel, cosmetics, a whole range of thousands of different products. And farmers who grow hemp can grow something that is wanted and needed so that a whole economic system can break down, but hemp can be a form of stability where you go, gosh, there is something I can hang my hat on, my home, my food, my clothing. So they're real tangible things versus crazy ideas of $500 billion, $4 trillion in America. Where's all this coming from? Are we going to have to pay a huge price that we're not yet aware of? The other issue that's happened this week is the gross hypocrisy of the Victorian government in enforcing lockdowns, not allowing children to see their mothers on Mother's Day, and yet allowing a protest in the streets of Melbourne yesterday. Absolute nonsense. I reject it, and it shows to me, again, what I've been saying, that I do not accept the nonsense around COVID-19. And I urge you to think about where you get your thoughts around COVID-19, where you get your thoughts around 
the economy, where you get your thoughts around climate change. If you rely solely on the mainstream media, you are sadly misinformed in my view. Look for different sources of information. And the whole idea of fake news, the mainstream media is shouting from the rooftops, rely on us because otherwise you might be being exposed to fake news. The mainstream media is so full of fake news, it's breathtaking, misleading news. I've had a number of good meetings this week. Julie's had a number of good meetings this week. And I'm delighted to see that plenty of my friends are happy to hug and kiss because I reject the social distancing nonsense. I also want to assure you that I'm continuing with my cold showers every day. And whilst it's very uncomfortable, I remind you that doing uncomfortable things is the way that we learn and grow and develop. And when you do uncomfortable things, it helps you become aware of your need for comfort. What the greatest block to your learning is your need for comfort. The greatest block to you pursuing your passion is your need for comfort. So practicing being uncomfortable is a useful thing to do. Now, we're about to go to this week's big idea, but before I do, I remind you to go to our websites, coves.com for corporate programs and for individual public programs and charlescoves.com to get more details of the Self-Awareness and Passion Quest, a group coaching program for senior executives, the C-suite executives, that will take you on a whole amazing deep journey. Covest.com, charlescovest.com. My books are available there. Passionate People Produce, my first book. Passionate Performance, the second book. And you can also subscribe to Passion Points to Ponder. Last week's Passion Point to Ponder on the importance of your mindset. If you haven't looked at it, have a close look at it. I had fantastic feedback from it. And there are some crucial ideas in that Passion Point a bit longer than usual, that can guide you in terms of your decision-making so that you have a magnificent mindset to enable you to craft the life that you want. So today's big idea is an exploration of the two crucial factors that build great teams. And here they are. Trust and caring. If you can create a team where the team members trust each other and care about each other, you will be a long way along the road to building a world-class team. Trust, caring. Another word for caring is love, but I don't want you to get too scared about that love word. And when I run programs for major companies, I talk about the care word after I've spent some few hours with the team that I might go to the love space. But when team members trust each other and care about each other as human beings, not as functions, that you matter as a human being, what it unleashes is extraordinary. 
And I want you to think about the teams that you've been a part of in your life. Take a moment now to think back at primary school, secondary school, the teams that you're a part of there. Think of your family teams, think of corporate teams, think of sporting teams. And you, and, and you start to remember, remember what it's like to be a great member of a team that really nurtures your soul, nurtures your spirit, where there is this great sense of team spirit. So the two factors of trust and caring are easy to talk about, but the question is, how do you create it? I'm going to give you some examples of world-class teams that have created it, but let me give you the simple core steps to create an environment where team members can trust each other and can care about each other. Now, the problem with us as human beings when we're in a team from one of my earlier episodes is that each one of us is a weirdo. So why would you trust a weirdo? Why would you care about a weirdo? And the way to create trust and caring amongst weirdos is to create a reason to unite. And that reason is encompassed in five simple words, purpose, vision, goals, strategies, and values. Every great team that I've ever seen in action, every great team that I've worked with, that I've been a part of, was clear on the purpose of the team, the vision of the team, the goals of the team, the strategies, and the values. And what happens is if the team members understand purpose, vision, goals, strategies, values, and they commit to it, then there a magical thing happens, a spiritual, a deeply spiritual thing happens, where the team members are all committed to these five simple but not easy concepts. And so it becomes easy to trust your colleagues, to trust them because each one of us is committed to pursuing this purpose, this vision, these goals, and by applying these strategies and living these values. I promise you this principle works, that if you articulate purpose, vision, goals, strategies, and values, you will create the foundation for creating trust and caring amongst team members. I've done this, done this with Essendon Football Club. I've done it with the West Tigers in Rugby League in 19, uh, sorry, 2004 when they won the Premiership. And what happens is if these ideas mean something, it unleashes the human spirit. It unleashes a new set of relationships amongst players who, of, of a sport or of corporate people, who are going along on their own journey and suddenly there's a group of human beings who want to go on the same journey with them. And suddenly they go, oh wow, why don't we go on this journey together? It is, it is hard, it is difficult to create this. The big companies I've run programs for, it takes time to work out it. The job of a leader 
is to create the reasons why a group of human beings want to work together. And I've, I've done this work in, in the four major banks in Australia, in, in certain parts of them. I've done it in small and medium-sized enterprises, and it is just magical. It's so wonderful when human beings come to work in the morning as weirdos, having weird lives, totally different lives, but they're united around the joy of pursuing purpose, vision, goals, strategies, observing values, so that there's clarity in their mind about what the game is about. Are they playing tiddlywinks, water polo, cricket, or rugby? Clarity leads to power, and each one of us wants to have personal power. We don't want to feel disempowered. That's how we want to live our lives. If you're a leader, be clear about purpose, vision, goals, and strategies. Now, let me translate how simple these ideas are. Difficult to articulate, but how simply they can be applied. And I'll do them in the context of a sporting team. You say, what's the purpose of a sporting team? Most people say to win. I say, no. That's, that might be this week's goal, to win. The purpose of a sporting team is to build relationships through sport. What's the vision of a sporting team? That can be three, five years out. What's the picture that we want to create? What are our goals? Well, that, the goals will be short and medium term, but that'll be winning a certain number of games. That will be having a certain number of members. And then the strategies. And then a sporting team, the players, can overcome their differences amongst each other because they're united around concepts that have meaning. And the point about meaning for these concepts is it touches us at our heart, our soul, our spirit, and we're deeply engaged with it. And then, because it's touching our spirit, we can very easily care about our colleagues. We can even love our colleagues. And I, I have cut out articles over the years when sporting teams win premierships, it is remarkable how often the players, buffhead footballers, buffhead rugby players, will say to the interviewer, I love my colleagues, I love my teammates, I would die for my teammates. And we're only talking about sport. Now this whole exploration of how do you create great teams like this, I do one and two and three and four-day team building programs, I, I coach teams all through the year, but I have a clear framework, and this is the framework I apply, and I promise you this one idea, if you apply it with any team that you're a part of, be it family, corporate, sporting, social, charitable, and you're clear about these ideas, you unleash enormous power from the human spirit. And you get a group of human beings trusting each other, caring about each other, indeed liking each other, despite being weirdos. Try it. I promise you it works. That then leads to the song of the week. And the song of the week is by Starship. And I, I think this is one of the great team building songs. And it's nothing's going to stop us now. Let me read to you a couple of verses. Let them say we're crazy. I don't care about that. 
Put your hand in my hand, baby. Don't ever look back. Let the world around us just fall apart. Baby, we can make it if we're heart to heart. Listen to that song a number of times. Feel about the feelings that it generates for you when you understand how powerful that idea is that nothing's going to stop us now when a group of human beings choose to work well together. My book of the week along this theme of creating great teams is Gary Hamill's book, Leading the Revolution. And I want to, it was published in 2000 by Harvard Business School Press. I want to read to you the last paragraph. This paragraph from Gary Hamill really drives powerfully this idea of caring, but he's talking about leading the revolution of what type of world we're going to create. And I think the words 20 years later are just as important. So ask yourself, do you care enough about your integrity to speak the truth and challenge the little lies that jeopardize your company's future? Do you care enough about the future to argue with precedent and stick a thumb in the eye of tradition? Do you care enough about your colleagues to help them get off the treadmill of progress? Do you care so much about the magnificent difference you can make in this world that you're willing to try and change it with your bare heart? I love it. And the unleashing of your bare heart by clarity, through clarity, of purpose, vision, goals, strategies and values creates amazing results. And I observe companies that are generating amazing results. It's because they've created sufficient caring. My quote of the week. I've shared this quote in many of my programs and it's this. And I crafted this quote. When one thing unites us spiritually, it overcomes all of our differences. When one thing unites us spiritually, it overcomes our differences. And the one thing is the purpose, vision, goals and strategies of a team. I call that one thing, that one group of things. When we're united around that, when we're committed to it, when we're passionate about it, it overcomes all of our differences. And the differences that you thought you had with your colleagues disappear. My health tip for you. Exercise. Find an exercise that you love to do. Don't listen to other people about what that exercise should be. What is the exercise that you love? And if it's walking, do the walking. Don't go nuts listening to other people about what exercise you should be doing. Because if you love the exercise, you've got a chance of doing it. My spiritual tip, I was reminded of it in a group meeting online yesterday. Money and You graduates. Money and You was an extraordinary program that was a catalyst to leading my departure from a legal career that I loved. Uh, and, and talking about love, I've, I haven't been drinking enough coffee. Just hope you noticed that I haven't been drinking enough coffee. 
and the one of the presenters in the group conversation yesterday reinforced this idea. He said, everything is perfect. Play with that idea. Everything is perfect. It's a Buddhist philosophy. I have a number of books that I have read over the journey that deal with this concept of everything is perfect. We think in a very narrow way of thinking that things are all wrong. What if everything is perfect? It's an amazing way to live life. Then you embrace what's happening. You don't resist what's happening. So, that's our big idea for today. I hope you make use of it. I hope you think about the teams that you are presently part of. I hope if you think it's impossible for your team that you're a part of, particularly in a workplace, to create this sort of space, think about whether you care enough about your colleagues to push to change the culture of that team. I hope I've provoked you, inspired you to continue your self-awareness journey. I remind you to go back, have a look at our websites, covest.com, charlescovest.com. Subscribe to this podcast. Subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel so that you're kept up to date with these ideas. Just imagine over the course of the next year, you're going to get 52 big ideas, each one of which can change your life. I do this work because the more passionate you are and the more self-aware you are increases your ability to make an amazing difference on this planet. Don't forget to subscribe to Passion Points to Ponder. And until next week's episode, I hope you have an amazing, fun, challenging, learning, passion-filled week. Until then, see you.